Welcome back to the podcast. This is Pastor Cody. Thank you, First Baptist Covington family, for joining us again and praying with us as we continue growing together. This is the last full week of our 21 days of prayer together. And many of you have asked, so the answer is uh, yes. We hope to try to continue do, uh, doing some kind of podcast. Uh, we've We've got a lot of ideas for uh, ways that we can do a podcast that we think will be helpful for the church family um, and encouraging even for our own souls. Uh, the, the only issue will be um, finding the time to do it. So pray that the Lord would give us wisdom and grace and knowledge to know how to keep doing this well and in a way that would be profitable for you. Well, over these next four days, uh, we're going to take 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and we're going to divide uh, these two chapters up into four parts. So two parts per chapter. Uh, and so today's passage is 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 7. Uh, at the end of last year, I was teaching through the book of 2 Corinthians, really as we were beginning to talk a lot more about our capital campaign. We knew that uh, fundraising was going to be a big deal. We were coming into the season of Thanksgiving and year-end giving. And now we're coming to you as we're nearing February when we will have a stewardship emphasis in our discipleship groups and Sunday school classes throughout the month of February. And then in March, we will be hearing a sermon series about growing together and laying in front of the church this very big vision of what it may look like for us to expand our uh, facilities here and build a new sanctuary so that we can all be worshiping together. Something that we all are fully aware will be very costly and will require great sacrifice on all of our parts and the Lord providing uh, really in some miraculous ways. And this is why we're praying together. We're praying together for a lot of different reasons. It's not just about stewardship and finances and money. But we come to this section now in our 21 days of prayer together where we really do want to be joining our hearts together, thinking specifically about how the Lord may be stirring in our lives uh, acts of generosity and financial planning and sacrificial stewardship so that we can all be participating in this vision together. And so 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 through 7 Paul writes these words, We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia. For in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means, of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. And this, not as we expected, but they gave themselves first to the Lord, and then by the will of God to us. Accordingly, we urged Titus that as he had started, so he should complete among you this act of grace. But as you excel in everything, in faith and speech and knowledge, in all earnestness and in our love for you, See that you excel in this act of grace also. Well, as you know from our previous studies in both 1st and 2nd Corinthians, uh, this was a group of believers that had a, a lot of division among them, uh, in ignorance of 
uh, theology and gospel application, but Paul was, was, was simultaneously stern and gracious, repeatedly throughout both of these letters, reminding them of truth, but also graciously encouraging them. And as he's ending 2 Corinthians, he's reminding them that he's sending someone to them to complete a work among them. And we find in context that that work is that there were saints suffering uh, back in Jerusalem. And Paul, on his missionary journeys, was taking up collection from among different churches throughout Asia Minor that would be sent back to help these saints. And so I know what some of you might be thinking uh, right off the bat, because I've heard it before. Uh, This passage is about uh, helping the poor and This passage is about uh, the relief of the saints, as Paul describes it in verse 4. This this passage isn't about building church buildings. And two people who respond in such a way, uh, I just always say, yeah, I I get it, and I agree. Uh, Neither should we go back to the Old Testament and try to directly make application about David taking up collection from the people to build the temple and how the leaders go first and they give the most and then everyone follows behind them. And yet, even though it's not a direct one-for-one application, I think in all of those texts, we can be learning principles about leadership, principles about prayerful stewardship, principles about the people of God all cooperating together to accomplish tasks that the Lord has set before them. And so when we come to a text like 2 Corinthians 8 and 2 Corinthians 9, no, this, this is not in the context of our local church now in the year 2023 as we're thinking about campus expansion. This is not why Paul's writing. But there are some principles that I want you to be gleaning from these two chapters over the next few days. And I would just go ahead and encourage you here to go back to our website and look up uh, the, the lessons that I gave from 2 Corinthians 8 and 9 on our Wednesday evening Bible study series uh, because we'll have a lot more uh, time to really work through those passages together if you follow along there. Uh, verses 1 through 7 today, Paul is simply making note of the fact that the grace of God has been given to these churches That's part of the reason that he encourages them to give, because they've been recipients of God's grace. But then in verse 2, he describes how um, he uses these churches of Macedonia as a test case for why the Corinthians should also be generous. And he says that they are churches that have experienced affliction. They've experienced um, poverty, and yet their poverty and their affliction has not caused them to lose joy. Look there in verse 2. They have an abundance of joy. And he says, even in this test of affliction and poverty, they have overflowed in a wealth of generosity. The gospel does that. The gospel causes us to live sacrificially. The gospel should cause us to realize that as recipients of God's grace, we are simply stewards of all that he's given to us for a short time. We can't take it with us. You've heard that said before. And there are so many parables that Jesus taught about stewarding things for the kingdom and stewarding them well. Paul says in verse 3 that these churches in Macedonia gave according to their means and beyond their means. 
So I hear people say all the time, you know, well, I just can't give, or I can't give at the level that somebody else can give, or, well, I just don't have enough money, or I can't do this. And friends, let me just be very honest with you. Most of the time when I hear that from people, it's just not true. They absolutely can give. Uh, they usually can give much more than they would ever think that they could give. But it's a matter of priority, and it's a matter of the treasure of their heart and where it is really focused. And Paul says here in verse number three that these believers, they gave not only of their means, which was very little, but they sacrificed and gave beyond their means, and that they did it of their own accord. No one coerced them. No one forced them. They were prayerful about it, and of their own accord, they gave generously and sacrificially. He says in verse 4 that they actually begged. They begged earnestly to be able to give and to participate. One of the things that I've been so moved by and excited about these last couple of months is the number of people from our church that have stepped forward in a leadership capacity, and they've already committed to giving. Not even knowing fully what this project is going to entail, they've simply said, Pastor, we're in of our own accord. We're going to give. We're going to give beyond our means. We're going to give generously and sacrificially. We're going to look at some creative ways that we can free up some financial resources so that we can really help move the needle for this aggressive vision that we have as a church. In verse 5, Paul says that he didn't expect this, but these folks had given their lives first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. So I think Paul's just drawing out there that because these these believers of the churches of Macedonia were so devoted to the Lord, that's what moved them to give uh, to help the mission and the ministry for these saints that needed relief. And so now Paul's encouraging the church of Corinth to do the same. And so he says that Titus is going to come and he's going to complete what had been started. So we learn from the context of these letters that They had already told the Corinthians to be thinking about this and preparing for this, and they had already begun um, gathering some some money and some funds for this offering. And now Paul's sending Titus to finish it up, and he tells them in verse 7 to excel. He he commends them for excelling in many different areas of life, and he says, but I also want you to excel in your generosity. Excel in, notice how he phrases it, excel in this act of grace— This idea of grace that infuses our generosity is going to be woven all throughout 2 Corinthians chapter 8 and 2 Corinthians chapter 9. So today, as you think about our Growing Together initiative, as you think about our upcoming capital campaign and how we'll be asking our church to make generous and sacrificial commitments, everyone, every person in our church, every family, we will be praying and asking that you participate together As you think about these seven verses, consider how these Corinthians and how these Macedonians overflowed with joy and with generosity, even though they were afflicted. Pray that the Lord would enable us to have hearts, to give of our means, and brothers and sisters, if you would join me in praying that God would enable each of us to give beyond our means, if that is his will that he would help us be wise and creative and resourceful in freeing up financial resources that can be used for this project, for the future of our church. Ask that the Lord would help us be mindful 
that even in the midst of collecting money for ourselves and our buildings, that we must continue to also care for those who are less fortunate than us through our ministries, through our missions. We've already been praying about how we want to keep these things side by side and in tandem with one another. While we build here, we're building so that we can grow our ministry and grow our church to be more healthy so that we can continue to help and reach people in our community. Finally, pray that God would help each of us excel in whatever act of grace he puts before us. Today, this Monday, January the 23rd, would you commit to spending this week praying about how you and your family will be involved as we continue growing together? And I'll see you back tomorrow on the podcast.